Hello and welcome to the Rapid Power Podcast, where we ask power addicts some power platform and some non-power platform questions. Now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Rapid Power Podcast. I am Vivek Bhavishi, your host for the show, and today I have two really good friends that I have made after um, coming up, I mean, coming to know Power Platform. So I would almost call these, these are my brothers, um, my Power Platform brothers. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's it's a fam call today and uh, I'm excited to just talk about some of the questions that we have. And uh, so I have, my first guest is Anton Robbins, a business applications MVP. And uh, the person who we both, I guess, got the MVP award at the same time. Oh, my so, twin. Yeah, yeah MVP twin. Uh, welcome, Anton. Thanks for joining. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, from across the pond, we have Keith Watling, senior or solution architect at uh, AIS. Thanks for joining, Keith. It's my pleasure. All right, so uh, let's jump on to the questions. Uh, as you know, the format of the podcast is three power platform questions, three not so power platform questions, and we have a bonus question at the end, which the guests don't know about. So we oh, have one oh, talking about that. I knew it was going to be something. I knew it. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's jump on. Uh, let me ask, start off. Um, so, though I know about this, but this is for the audience here. Uh, and for people to know how Power Platform has changed our careers, is what was your job before Power Platform and what's your job now? So it's almost like uh, like before AD, like before and after Christ, right? BCAC, it's like a before Power Platform, after Power Platform, so I'm gone. But uh, uh, it's yours. So, um, <clears throat> so before, before Power Platform, um, I was, uh, a SharePoint analyst, um, a SharePoint business analyst. And so uh, because of things changing, that's how I got um, ushered into uh, into the Power Platform just because, well, the biggest one was uh, workflows, um, classic workflows, which we were all working through those still, um, and also InfoPath, um, with InfoPath uh, having its nine lives, uh, which we don't know when it's going to expire now or sunset. Um, but with those two two out there, um, I just naturally progressed into uh, into the platform, um, and so that's that's what I was doing then. And 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 now I'm just uh, I'm I'm I am uh, all about Canvas apps and SharePoint. I'm learning my way through uh, DataVerse still. Um, I fought. I've I've been fighting that with DataVerse. I won't lie. I've been fighting DataVerse for the last two years, um, but I've gotten I've been acclimated, and so I'm I'm finding the uh, uh, the need for DataVerse opposed to just being really focused on uh, on SharePoint. So, cool. so that's me. Cool. How about you, Geet? Yeah, for me, I suppose it's more. Um... BM and AM before Microsoft and after Microsoft. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't really Power Platform that started the, the the crazy journey. It was like I knew what software I wanted to write, and I just needed a tool to do it. My initial tool in sort of 20, 
2012, 2013 was, was Excel, like macros. It was what was turned on. It's the only thing that they'd let me have. Um, and then power, and then I found power platform after some of my friends, like I'd, I'd gotten into the thing of writing too much macro and having to maintain all the code I'd written and I could no longer develop at speed like I could at the beginning. So a friend of mine said, oh, you know, you should check out forms pro cause that like this just forms over data is quite a lot of what we do, but it wasn't context sensitive and I could really do great context sensitivity in Excel. And I needed that cause I knew that that was the key to clean data. Um, so like I just clicked on power platform and, and, and I immediately turned it off cause it looked too hard um, for like a week or two. And I just came back to it again and built a template and the rest is history, you know? So I kind of built some stuff for my organization. Um, and I got, I just started talking to people and building stuff for other people um, just for free, just pro bono stuff for fun. Cause I was excited and I knew that if I, I figured out their use case, it would help me with mine. Um, and then the next thing, it was just like, I was standing in a, in a, in a community event one night and um, we'd just done a big charity hackathon and there's this great tall guy um, from a company called Quantic and he was just talking to me and uh, his name is Colin, just a fantastic chap, Colin Bain. And he, he dragged me out and um, um, sort of spoke to me and said, I think you'd be really good for this role. And we... Um, applied and got a job at Quantic so I was a uh, um, principal technologist at Quantic for Power Platform and then um, and it was a sensational place to work absolutely sensational place to work um, and then I got a tap on the shoulder from one of my one of my one of my, another friend of mine and um, there was a job going and I applied for that um, and that was with a team of people who I knew that was with a team of people who were, you know I, I kind of grew up with in the Power Platform world and we'd We'd done all of this stuff and I knew that if I went to work there, it would be a once in a lifetime opportunity and I couldn't turn it down. I felt so bad about leaving Quantic, honestly. Such a good place to work. Um, but I went, I went and joined AIS and I haven't looked back. Um, it's, been, it's been great. Um, yeah, so now I'm a solutions architect and I build, I figure out how to do it for other people. Don't, I don't just do the building. I kind of figure out how to put all the building blocks together. Um, I'm, I, sometimes I miss the minutiae of getting like that, that font just the right size and that app and that button just in the right place and that color. Sometimes I miss that being that close to it. Um, but I sure do love that kind of whole holistic data approach because for me, it's always been about the data. It was always about, I knew what software I wanted to build. I knew what data I needed because I knew what report I wanted to write at the end of it. And I think that's solution architecture. If you get that right, you've got it. Thanks. So that's been quite a journey for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, from bus driver to solution architect. Yeah, who'd have thought? Yo, that's crazy, right? And my mum still doesn't know what I do for a living. Like, no one knows like what we do. They're like, uh, so what are you yeah. doing? Like, I work on a power platform. The power what? I'm like, okay, I I I build I, I build apps. And they're like, what kind of apps do you build? Like, uh, let me show you. <laughs> fix my phone, fix my phone, will you? You can, you can fix my phone, doesn't it? Yeah, I got this Windows phone. Can you fix that? That's Microsoft. Yep. Same question. Every family get together. Same question. Fix my phone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So similar to you guys, I was uh, doing something totally different. So I was into marketing. So I was into product marketing, doing all this digital marketing for like engineering, kind of electrical motors and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, it, 
once I saw, I always had this kind of thing for like getting into HTML, CSS, and building my own website and all that kind of stuff on the side, but it was all for fun. And slowly I wanted to do the thing that I do for fun as my job. And that kind of power platform seemed like exactly that thing. Um, so yeah, I was into product marketing and now I am, so I did a brief stint within my company, leading uh, dynamics and power platform stuff, just basically a, a few people doing everything for the organization. But then uh, recently I switched to a uh, solutions consultant with Hitachi and uh, yeah, it's it's just, as you said, uh, and on its apps and flows and all this kind of stuff, but uh, it's fun. It's it's like I'm doing, all of us are doing what we are enjoying. And uh, that's the big, uh, I think that's what has made us change our career. Otherwise, think about this, like switching a career to something which you know the product has just come around and you are taking the risk to do that. It seems crazy if you look at it from a different level, but it, it made sense and it's something that I am enjoying a lot. So, yep, it's uh, it's been quite a journey. Uh, yeah, enjoying it. Man, listen, that is true. Like the the whole making a, the the career switch is the crazy part. And it's crazy when you make a career switch on a technology that's so young. And like yeah. they're so like we're really what three, four years into it. Um yeah. and 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 most 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 technologies where you make the career switch is something that's big. So I think that it it shows a, people who are who make that switch, mm-hmm. it shows a lot of character. Um uh, and a lot of trust. It's a lot of trust um, in the fact that this thing is going to be here for a while. Um, and it's is like I think you said this earlier. Um, we all have been. It's it's exploded. Like it has been like popcorn. It's just just everywhere. Everybody needs this. Everyone wants a piece of this. And um, and uh, and it's it's. I mean it's it's. I can't, I'm trying to get my fam, my whole family, I'm trying to like bring everybody in like, yo, let me show you how to build this app. I can get you a new career. <laughs> let me show you how to do this. So, uh, so for you guys as well, I mean, I think it's just, yeah. we're crazy enough to do it, I guess. Sam and said it to me. I mean, we're in a, we're, Sam and I were in a car park. Uh, um, he probably he sort of invited me to, to his work. So we, we were sharing like that, you know, it's like, all oh, right, we're all next door, let's come and come and meet your team, come and meet my team, share your story, because it really helps. Those stories really help, like, smooth out, rough off any edges that companies have in terms of doubt about getting on the platform, especially really early adopters like a, like a Reaver and, 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 and Heathrow were. And um, I never forget, like, we were just walking to the car, someone was going to give us a lift to the train station or something, and he said to me, Keith, he said, do you realise that we're like Mr. Excel, don't you? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, like, we're right. He said, imagine being right at the beginning of Excel, Right, but right at the very beginning of like macros and Excel and like, and that was going to give you a career, that could give you a career. You know, like imagine you were right at the beginning of, of Python or JavaScript and you, you knew what it was like in those early days. And it's very much like if you look at that Dataverse thing, you're talking about Anton about being, being acclimated to Dataverse. Some of these guys have been playing with CRM since, I don't know, 20. 2000 yeah. it's like a badge of honor i was there in crm1 when you know the train and the bombs were flying overhead and the bullets were flying and you know we didn't even have shoes you know it's like we, we we just played with a stick and that was all we had you know it's like it's very much you know 
you know, oh, what did your parents do for bedtime? Oh, they'd, they'd kill us and bludgeon us to death. And that was, and that was if we were lucky, you know, that kind of thing. And it's, yeah. But I think we are. I think we are right at the very beginning. You know, anyone who can remember um, Common Data Service One, anyone can remember when Power Apps was that kind of grey thing at the top, you know, and, it, and then it turned purple overnight. And um, you know, the old logo, and when when Power Automate was called Flow, and it was just Flow, you know, and there was no business process flows, and it was. But yeah, but they still haven't given me my big box in flow. That's still that tiny little bloody thing. <laughs> I, I, have some money. I guess yeah, that that's uh, crazy. Yeah, that moves us to the question that Anton wants to ask. <laughs> oh man, right. I think I think this question is like this is such a loaded question, <laughs> and it could be a odd. This this is a raw room fight question. So, um, so the que- my question is, um, uh, if you could implement. Uh, one new power platform feature, uh, one. just one. Uh, and 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 if if Lassie was is listening, we are not talking about state machines. Um, <laughs> if you can implement just one, um, what where would it be, and and what and why? So which platform, um, and and which feature would you introduce? Keith. So who who wants to take it first? Keith, you want to take it? Yeah, um, so I just got one of my features, which is behaviors and um, in components. I really wanted that. Mm. Um, but I, what I really want is, um, and it's a bit of a weird one. Um, I want, I need more self, right? Mm. Yeah, self. <laughs> so self in case you don't know it used to be a way of like you if you wanted to reference a control that you were currently selected on you had self right but actually now i find that i start needing properties for self right so i actually want a subset of properties like a class because i want to i've got a gallery right and i've got stuff inside that gallery that i want it to be and i want to control it from a very top level object so i want custom properties um for um like a json whatever it is um, box or something i can kind of fill in a a little thing that describes what this is for this gallery um but still being able to edit it on the on because uh, I, do, I do a lot of work with nested galleries um you know, i would have i would have asked for more than two deep nested galleries but i will go with properties because it make my life a lot easier nice yeah uh mine was kind of related to that but yeah i'll uh kind of switch a little bit there, but I want um, I want whatever work Sancho has done to be first class within the the, the, the studio, basically theming. So I want to be able to create themes within uh, the Power Up Studio, basically create my own theme and use it. And all the controls should be, like the button shouldn't be referred to a specific color when i change the color of the button everything should change self dot right that's yes. what i want <laughs> i'm keeping quiet because i solved it but i'm sure <laughs> oh i mean I, I know it's possible i know it's possible through the uh you can do the whole change in the yaml stuff right um uh, but i don't know what else keith has we'll probably talk about that later <laughs> but yeah i think uh I, I want something to be first class within uh, the studios, but I don't have to spend a lot of hours just doing that. Those it seems like few minutes, but you keep 
doing a few minutes for each control and it adds up pretty quickly. Oh yeah, and even my solution's not um, elegant. There should be a theme editor. Yeah. And that, that theme editor yeah. should be at, at the, 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 there should be some centralized control enterprise-wide, I think. Yeah. Um, and it should, condi- should be conditional as well. There's a lot, the thing is with themes, it's very difficult because a lot of organizations have got 15 different brands inside them. So you do a lot of switching on email addresses and all kinds of stuff. Um, but certainly, you know, Sancho's covered a, a tremendous amount of ground. And I think he really, he didn't show up the team. I think he just really kind of, it was, all, it was everybody's last thing on the list, making the app look pretty, making the app look pretty, making the app look pretty. But I, I keep seeing apps like new, new, new Canvas app makers coming along. And I'm like, yeah, look, you, you need some padding. You know, you need yeah. to not use all the colors. Um, need to like pay attention to this thing like just because it's this big when you play it when it's full screen like a button this big is completely unnecessary because that's just not the way it is yeah. um i mean i yeah uh, to that point man you know we'd all love that separate screen with the app on it like we do in photoshop that would be sweet but that's not coming and that's not obviously one of the things we want but it's one of the things no not, not allowed that one so i can't have <laughs> just saying <laughs> How about you, Anton? What's your one feature that you want? Uh, uh, my one feature would be um, first class. I like I like the the use of the word first class. I'm 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 still in that. I, I got to know only after Power Platform. I didn't know what it meant before. <laughs> yeah, yo, I'm I'm taking that one. So I like to have a first class um, uh, input masks. Um, so for instance. You know, phone without without having to go in and do regex and and all these these crazy patterns to identify phone numbers or social security numbers or um or 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 or, or banking numbers those type of things yeah I I think that <laughs> I think that I think it, it can be done right but it shouldn't be so hard like you should not have to build a component or go find a component to do something that is relatively Simple. It was. It was. It was simple, and infopath. If it was simple and infopath, it should not be this complicated in power apps. Um, because again, we want. We we're building a, we're building a uh, an application that, uh, is it's the the it's the whole talk of low code, no code, right? Low barrier entry to get into it. And so when you look at something that was so simple, um, and I won't say that. Power Apps is the complete um, replacement for InfoPath, but it's damn near the closest thing that we want to get to. Um, some of those those functions, those 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 activities, um, should not be as difficult as they are. Um, so it kind of it, it it puts you off, and then so if you if you just get into it, now you got to uh, go find regex, and then regex itself is a whole beast by itself, and it's like the hell with it. Uh, you know what? Just Tell them to put dashes in, you know, put it in the description. Like you have to type it in as a dash, um, and then we can go about it. Um, but I think some of those simple, those simple things. So for me, the one that I would definitely say uh, uh, input masks um, and make it first class. Yeah, that, 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 class. there's that thing that killed yeah. James Phillips, isn't it? When he says there's no cliffs until you get to the match function power apps and you come come face to face with. I mean, there is a little bit of low code, no code in there because you can do yeah. the old enumerator thing, but. When you 
when you come face to face with regex i did a coding course years ago and a guy said um the first thing you need to know about regex is how to forget about regex and just know where the reference is this is just go back and look at the reference every time this is because if you remember it you know there's something wrong with your life if you can remember regex because like there's no need to remember that and there'll be loads of people on on, on this chat and and so, there'll be so many people sitting there going Oh, I know regex. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, know about. <laughs> you got problems. Problems <laughs> <laughs> you know. Just forget it, man. Forget it. Yeah. Go for a walk outside. Go and listen to the birds singing. <laughs> man, yeah. Regex has has been one. Um so yeah, that definitely I'm I'm much nervous. Cool. Uh what's your question, Keith? Um so my my mind's a really difficult question. <laughs> Um, and, 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 it, and it's something I've been struggling with for ages because we keep coming up against this, uh, the, the beast of cost. It's like we can all geek out and build apps and have fun and all the rest of it, but we keep coming up against this. How the heck do we get people to buy a license? How do we get people to, to come to data first so we can build the awesome model-driven app with the Canvas app front end and, and use the full power of the platform? You, know, you don't want to be kind of watching... Um, watching the latest uh, um, Star Wars movie, whatever film it is on a black and white television that's this big, you know, you, you, want, it, you want the full four screen, 4K super television, don't you? Um, so really, it is how do you prove to people the value of the platform so that that translates into license sales? How would you go about doing it? Yeah, I mean, it is, as you said, a very difficult question. Um, but to me, like coming from my experience, the value of the platform uh, kind of comes from making some quick wins. I mean, this is like something, I mean, your quick wins might be from SharePoint apps. It could be um, from very basic stuff. Like you show something that, okay, that you can build this quickly and you are able to solve an organization's issue using Power Platform. Um, and then, then, I mean, SharePoint apps won't even cost if you have the office license, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how you kind of, I mean, it's like you enter the platform then, right? And then you think, kind of take a step back and think about, okay, how do you want to proceed from here? Like, what's our strategy? Um, do we want to use Dataverse? Uh, do you want to use SQL Server for something? Do you want to connect to our existing business systems? Where does it make more sense? Um, so I think my simple answer would be that make some quick wins with the platform, show the, the power of the power platform, what all it can do. Mm -hmm. And then from there, think about like how you can connect to existing business systems um, so that you can show some because when you connect to something existing, it's easy to show value because it's doing something for you, automating something for you, and you can show that, okay, instead of this person spending um, X amount of hours doing this, this automation or this digital transformation is helping them save so many hours on what they usually used to spend on that. If you come up with something totally new, it's hard to kind of quantify what's the value. But if you connect with something existing, try to automate things because there is always something existing which needs automation. So uh, to try to show that, bring in that value from some few projects and then try to build something totally new. 
that that's my <laughs> Keith get, Keith always asks these questions that you like, man. I don't know, uh, Keith. I don't know. Like I, I feel like that that dude that's uh, the one guy that's that that one um, that one uh, sculpture where the guy's like on his he got his head on his on his uh, his head his head on his chin I mean his chin on his uh, his his fist. Like like what the hell did he just ask me? Um, but dude, I think I think I think the one thing um, um, is so so I had this hard part. I I had a problem myself. Was me, me even trying to figure out why leave leave is not the word to use. Why make this the transition from CDS? I'm sorry from from SharePoint to CDS, right? And the thing was the fact of like, you know, in, in, in SharePoint, we know that, you know, there's a lot of free stuff and there are things that work. But um, as I started to look down the path, the things that I wanted SharePoint to do that it could not do out of the box. And so I had to go in and had to, you know, you know the, the security, I had, to, I, had to, I had to learn how to do security different, right? Um, I had to, you know, you know, the the whole relate people. This is another barroom fight. The whole conversation of relations, relational databases, and how do you go from point A to point B? And and so what I what I had to do was kind of show people that that SharePoint was nice, right? But you spend so much more time trying to do all these other things that we've been trying to do on our own, and we've, we've kind of uh, we 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 built these workarounds. But if you go to a CDS, it may cost a little more. But those things that you were working on, you 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 either going to pay in time or you go pay in money. So I'm not saying one is better than the other one. It just depends on on, on what what you want to do. Do you want to go ahead and spend a you know a few more dollars and we can go ahead and put this thing out the box and just get to running, or do you want to go ahead and and bring on two more sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollar uh, developers or someone else who has a, uh, has a, a different mindset. Um, and you, so, and, and so you'll get it right, but it's going to take you longer. Um, and it's going to take more money. So it's, it's, it's really, that's how I look at the, seeing it, how to, how to prove the, uh, the, um, the value, um, as well as, you know, time, you know, time is a big thing. Like you said, uh, it's the fact of, um, a lot of these, these these more mature companies have these really old databases and all these other these old things that they want to they don't they can't scrap them right there's too much data there and they'll, they'll lose a lot of information uh, and and they they've put value into it um, but you know custom connectors and those different things that you can build to bring that content into a into a power app or into a into an application or into into uh, into flow or whatnot. You're saving you save money on on, on a um you saving money on that that side as well as you saving time um and and you're saving the data that's been sitting around in an old database somewhere um you know that you don't want to get rid of and sometime migration to mm, I won't say that sometime migrate migration is I won't say I don't want to say it's not necessary but sometime migrations become just a, a headache right um and you, now you got a map from point A to point B so. You know, it's kind of like pick, it's pick, pick your poison. Um, either you got, either you want time, or you want to spend money. Uh, and nine out of ten, most companies have more money than time. Um, just, you know, depending on where you look at it. So, yeah, I think that's how. So for me, that's how I feel. I, I show value. 
Um, it's just put his back to him, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think he keeps having me think about that question. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, damn. Let's see how Keith answers his own question. How do I answer my own question? I think some. I think the 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 answer to it is who you're trying to prove value to, right? I think that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest kind of conundrum that we face. Um, when we go and talk to people about this because prim- primarily we're looking in the mirror um, at, 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 at a technologist who's heard it all before. Okay, heard it all before. Um, super miracle platform, going to change the world, all the rest of it. They've had that sales pitch. They've had that sales pitch. But like you said, Vivek, I think there's a there's a real um, there's a real need to get in there and build that first workload on the platform, uh, whatever it is, to show about how fit, how fast it can be done. You know, um, Emily Carter at AIS, she always talks about low code doesn't necessarily mean low complexity or low quality. You know, it, it can be infinitely complex and it can be exceptionally high quality. Um, but I think that um, the issue is that we keep we keep talking to IT departments, um, and I think that part of Part of some of the problem with the Power Platform is that the way in which all of the sales are structured is we talk to IT people, and IT people don't have the budget for this kind of. Uh, I'm going to use a, you know, that awful blue sky kind of project, you know, where they're going to go off and this brand new cool things come along when they've just got this ERP project that they nearly lost their job over over the last five years. It's cost them massively gone over budget, like you know they've got some great big one of the big companies in to do this big gargantuan ERP thing. The end user didn't notice any different. Like Anton said, they've done a migration from prem to cloud. The user didn't notice any difference. There's no reality there to the user whatsoever. It's just either crashes more or it's more stable. Um, it's either better or worse. The migration's like a headache and it was crap about six months ago and now it's all right now, you know, they've got it sorted out. Um, but I think we need to start um, selling to the user and selling to the like the finance director, the operations director, the performance director. You look at SNCF, right? Watch the SNCF video. There's a clue in that. The guy at SNCF who, who had the vision for Power Platform was um, the, the, the performance director, the, the, the guy who's in charge of performance, not anyone from um, the IT team, no one whatsoever from the IT team. Um, when, when I did it at Ariva, I was in a performance team. Right, we 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 had a, a a need to change business performance, and we knew that we could do that with technology. And the IT department came along for the ride. They facilitated us. They couldn't get us licensed, but when we went to the to the finance director and said, "Look, this is what we're doing. This is the this is the reality that we've got. It's bringing the trans digital transformation that these guys promised, but they were too busy with these big projects, these huge like we have to move this thing because it's costing us a fortune from this data center." That's and not saying that's a bad thing they did. I'm just saying that that was like they were doing their housekeeping. They were do, they know the problem in the IT department. They can see it. They're sitting there going, "Ah, oh, this thing's creeping at the scenes. We've got to move it. We've got to export it to the cloud. That's the way it's done now." It's a, going to be a big cost saving, but in reality, boots on the ground, it doesn't make a difference to the end user. I think if you can prove the value of this to the end user in the micro departments in the business, you make them successful. They will provide the budget to IT for the licenses through time saving alone. And I, I, I always go back to Kendrick from Slumberger. He said the best piece of advice he could give anybody starting off on Power Platform 
was to measure what every app looked like before you started, right? So like, what does it look like before? Good old fashioned time and motion study, stop watching hand, right? He's off. He left the desk and he's got a piece of paper in hand. He's got the clipboard. He's going over to the machine and he's writing down a number on the machine. He's passing it to the next person. He's going da, 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 da. and you write all that down. You figure out right. He, that that guy's paid fifteen pounds an hour. That, that girl's paid ten pounds an hour. That girl's paid seventy-five pounds an hour. And, and this guy is the manager. And that girl over there is the CEO. And they all had twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. How much did that cost? Bang! You just paid for the license. You know, you go and look at the Ariza video with uh, with Tony Lambrew um, uh, talking about. Um, Talking about the, um, the time it saves, you know, one to two hours a day, you know, one to two hours a day. A bus controller paid anywhere between sort of 35 and 45,000 a year, UK. Um, you save them one to two hours a day with an app. I'm pretty sure you can, like, anyone's going to spend 30 pounds a month to, um, to get that kind of efficiency saving. Um, but yeah, it's a very difficult thing to prove the value to an IT team. Who have heard it all before so we need to start finding new people to talk to yeah i, I feel sorry for people who come in, who, who people people who come to the it st- teams and want to sell something new or what they consider new like dude look i don't see i've seen this seven different ways oh yeah the other competitor he does it this way like what are you telling me different you know you need like I think the one thing that I, I learned, so I worked for a migration team and I was a TSP and, and the thing that, that I, I learned was that you have to position it, right? You know what I'm saying? Like like you said right now, you have to position it, like, because they all, I mean, I, I'm biased for, power, for, 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 for the power platform, right? I know there's other people out there that are trying to get to it. Uh, but they haven't gotten there yet. And so I think that we just, we have the, the superior to, uh, the superior tool uh, for anybody. Um, looking local, local, but it's again, it's, it's about the position of how you s- position the, the product to make sure that it proves that it has that value that you're looking at to uh, to to uh, to show. Cool, that was uh, that was definitely a very fun question. <laughs> uh, thanks for asking that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was fun discussing all the power platform stuff. Let's uh, jump on to not power platform. And uh, I'll start that off. So what do you think is the the next big, or it's going to be the next big tech thing? And it could be something totally new, something totally random, weird as well, or it could be something existing, which is emerging. And, uh, what do you think? Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, I think the next big thing... Um, Okay, the next big thing is is blockchain crypto cryptocurrency. I I'm I'm so over this. I'm all over. Like I'm learning so much, and I feel like there should be like there's literally these, these crypto addicts that are teaching people stuff all over the place. Um, and so I'm trying to learn more about about crypto. Like I um I mistakenly put a hundred dollars. Into my uh, my ca- so cash app. Um, this is not a sale for them, but so I was in cash app and I was trying to put some money into um, into this one wallet, right? And so I put a hundred dollars into cash app, but in cash app uh, bought me a fractional uh, Bitcoin, and I was like, it was a hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. It's like a year ago, right? And then like the last, I, I didn't I didn't look at it again. I waited. Um, and a few, uh, 
a few weeks ago when when crypto went to I mean, when Bitcoin was like like fifty fifty three k. I went and looked at my hundred dollars, and it was like a, it was like fifteen hundred dollars. I'm like, oh shit, uh, this is perfect. I'm excited. Like, what can I do with this? Uh, and so um, from that, I, I, I started to to dig into it, and literally, I think that we are most people are just seeing the tip of the iceberg. This thing is scary at the bottom of what what you can do with this crazy blockchain and 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 smart app uh, smart what are called? Uh, I'm not smart enough to say it yet, but um, there's these, these uh, smart applications, smart contracts. That's what I'm looking for. This is crazy. Like, so I think the the next big thing is either it's going to be uh, uh, blockchain um, tokens and uh, and cryptocurrency. Don't know anything about it, Anton, but I've been stalling it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, I... it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I invested the last time when there was a boom around crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did a bit of profits then, and then I just kept a little bit. It's it's it is a big thing. I feel even now, but it's it's like it's too volatile at the same time, and uh, it it will reach stability. I feel at some point, but yeah, it's it's definitely. I would say it's already one of the big things. <laughs> Win some, you lose some, man. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Keith? What do you think? I don't want to talk about mine because it's really sad, but it's also something I really want to do, but I just don't have the 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 the, the technical nous to do it. So, um, okay, lockdowns crap, right? Like you guys in the states are laughing. You can go out and still party, and all albeit with a bit of risk, but over here. We're locked in, right? Mm-hmm. Like properly locked in. So what do you do when you want to party? Okay, like you want to party. Like it's been a year since we've, you know, I'm got a musical and got a had a bit of a dance, right? What do you want to do when you party? Simply play some music. Okay, all right. It's kind of good enough, kind of not. But then you kind of end up with um, with some disco lights. Right. So, like, you got these. Oh, one second. Just I mean, let me let me kill Amazon. Because there you go. Because I got it's like reminders to do everything. Because I'm old and I have to set reminders to remind me to do things. You know, like put the bins out, take the bins in, put this. You know. Anyway, so that, that's so there's one technology thing to save my bacon. Anyway, so lights. Right. I think lights are the next big thing. I don't think Philips like you know the huge thing, the changing thing. I mean a proper disco. Right. Smoke machine. I bought myself a smoke machine off of Amazon, one of the best purchases ever. And I have my kids around, right? Get my smoke machine on the go. Got the disco lights going. Got the music pumping. Now the cheap, the little cheap lights, they kind of react to the sound, but they don't do a very good job. It's not like a proper nightclub, right? We got a saying in the UK: reach for the lasers. Yeah, when they, when they, when that sort of like the big crescendo happens, you've got to reach for the lasers Maybe. in the sky, right? Reach for lasers. You know what I'm talking about? On party. So. What I proposed is a, a set of um, disco lights that are controlled over some sort of youtube thing with a DJ. You know, like they've got these kind of online DJ things. But the thing that's missing is the atmosphere indoors. And I think home, I think home parties, because there's been a lot of them in the UK, a lot of people doing it, right? Have their kids around, get the disco lights out. I mean, my kids, they've been trapped in a house for a year now nearly. 
occasionally going to school, occasionally not going to school, haven't seen their friends. Right, my, it was my daughter's 11th birthday. Came round, got the disco lights out, put the smoke machine on. Man, they flooded that house with smoke. They had disco lights everywhere. They danced nonstop for two hours, laughing and joking, and just like until they were exhausted and falling asleep on the floor, right? And I think that, I think that's going to continue. I think people are still going to go to nightclubs, right? Definitely. But I think people will enjoy the comfort of clubbing in their own living room. I think they'll enjoy going to the toilet when they want to go to the toilet. I think they'll enjoy always being able to find a seat. I think they'll enjoy not having to pay 20 quid for a drink. I think they'll enjoy not having a sort of the sweat and all the rest of it. And I think they'll enjoy the journey home, which is like walk upstairs to bed. So, you know, it's, I think that, that like, if we could get some sort of thing on Simpty code, that's one of the time codes that music uses and stream that through the video and have some lighting engineer on the end of these discos. And, and you could sell those, like you could package up the technology, the, the control technology, do some Wi-Fi thing with the light in, the disco lights. You could sell that, like, and that would be cool, man. And then we could have parties at home and have a big rave up and everyone's everyone's Ooh. happy. Yeah, maybe that becomes like a subscription service as well. I know, right? right? Yeah. Or, or it's, you know, the people who are selling the subscription, the music is selling the subscription to the service, right? Just the people that are selling the lights, you're just selling them the technology to enable them to do it. So you just, you, you make it open source or something like that and you kind yeah. of, you sell it to those two people. These guys to transmit, these guys to receive, and and, and you kind of. I, I love this wow. whole. Like I watched, I watched um, David Guetta on New Year's Eve, and like he's got this whole light show, and I, I wish I could have reproduced that in my living room, you know. And I'm like, I want it to come out the television. I want to be able to have my friends around in my house, look after them, care for them as a as a, as a guest, as care for them as guests. Let get them to have a great time. Still go clubbing. Still go to nightclubs. Still have a massive party. A nightclub, but also sometimes it's really nice to do it indoors with a disco. Because like, what's the what's the worst thing that happens at the end of a barbecue? Everyone kind of oh, well, we're sitting around talking and we go home. Whereas yeah. what we really like is go on to the nightclub, you know. And it's like and that's where it. But sometimes that's where it falls apart. You know, it's not yeah. you lose that kind of personal connection. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I like that. Definitely it, interesting. <laughs> I, I think I, I'm I'm thinking right. I'm thinking through. I'm like, yo, we we could do that. Like seriously, like like we. We, we probably could do this. Like, no, I mean, seriously, like, because, I mean, yeah, we could, I, wow. Because we, what we love to, it's, it's like, like you just said, like, if it's on TV, right, and you got the music going and everyone's, like, happy about the music or whatever, but if you can have, like, the whole smoke show and the lights in the house to mimic what's in the club, oh, my God, I'm already a control software called DMX. There's already a language called DMX that talks to lights. So you just have to transmit that right. to the lights somehow. Oh. I've been researching. <laughs> I haven't got so, time to <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm ready to party. Sign me up. I'm, I'll be your first subscription. You like, I know you got the deck, Santon. I know you like the... I know you oh, like well, the yeah, I, I got them over here. <laughs> so for me, I, I think mine's going to be a totally different topic. Uh, but I think electric vehicles or vehicles, whatever pronunciation you want to use, I think is going to be the next. It's already kind of catching up, but I, I feel like it's, it's going to grow big because given the, um, I guess, the, the amount of resources that we have to keep making oil, petrol and all gas, it seems definishing. So electric vehicles seems to be the next big thing. Um, and everyone like feels 
somehow when they whenever they buy an electric vehicle, they feel nice about it. It's like everyone wants to feel nice and everyone's going to buy those and every people, I mean, companies are going to build more of those and soon we won't have any gas-based cars. So I, I think that's going to happen soon or later, but I think that's going to grow. So that's, that's mine. So how about you, Anton? Uh, what question do you have for us on the, the general topic? Oh, so I've got a good one. Um, and this kind of goes back to what Keith was talking about earlier. It's like, you know, uh, the fact that we've been in, in COVID hangouts. Uh, we, we've been we've been sequestered with a lot of people um, and for oh, we're sorry, with minimal people. Um, and for myself, um, I know that I've made some pretty crazy purchases uh, to keep me sane. Um, so my question is: During the COVID, during COVID, um, what new hobbies have you picked up, or what have you mastered? Keith, you want to take it? Uh, yeah, so I got a really uh, ridiculous one. So I had a bit of a rough COVID, you know, um, separating uh, my partner and all kinds of hell, hellish things going on. Um, I met someone else, and she was a, a biohacker. Right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So she's um, she's a grounding, saunering, saunaniasing, complexing, whatever it's called, like sleeping in the pitch black, all this kind of thing. Um, uh, trying to a reverse or stop the aging process, right? Like just trying to slow it down as much as you can. Um, and the byproduct of it is actually weird. It's not so much about like that that I learned, but through her, I learned how to master me. So I, you know, because of the, because of the whole um, relationship thing, I was counseling and I'm doing that now and I'll never stop doing that because it's nice to have someone to talk to. I'm invested in my brain. I'm invested in my, my grumpy self, you know, trying to stop me from being this git that I sometimes am. Um, I, I lost 50, uh, I think 40 or 50 pounds. So I've gone from uh, I think it's like 200 something pounds in the US. It's, it was, I was nearly like 100 something kilos um, uh, European, and now I'm about 70 ish. I was about 110, something like that. I was, it, was, it was about 16 stone in English money. Now I'm about 11 and a half. Um, I got fit. I started looking after my face. I started moisturizing and using a wash and a scrub and this kind of stuff. And, um, turns out girls have been doing that for years. That's why they all look so young. Right. Um, right. You know, they didn't tell us. You know, yep. Too busy you know, getting on with it. Um, so I, I think I, I think I actually the hobby I took up was um, was a bit more of looking after me. Um, I'd never really done that before as a as a as an adult. I, after when I was twenty, you know, and I was going out, I was you know trying to attract the girls, always looking after myself. But I think getting to get into married life and you kind of get into work and stuff and that takes a back seat but I found time to invest in me I feel better for it I'm lighter I'm fitter I'm healthier I feel more attractive um to me I look in the mirror and I'm happy well, you're, probably, you're looking very sexy Keith I'm looking <laughs> you're, you're welcome, you're welcome. Uh, I mean I'm saying, but I, regardless of anyone else's I'm happy I'm happy with how yes. I look now I wasn't nice. before. I'm still ginger I mean I've got no nothing I can do about that <laughs> apart from taking it off it's always going to be like he's all right from 
it's all right from here down. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, feeling good about me and just mastering me has been uh, and learning to invest in me has been has been incredible. Like actually new clothes and you know not wearing. Uh, okay, I've got a I've got a tech T-shirt on today, but like not wearing jeans that like I've I've gardened, worked in, changed the kids' night nappies in. You know, like done everything. In, like, actually having some nice clothes and all that kind of stuff. Just um, yeah, it's a real change. Really change to feel like I care about myself again. So big change. Nice, nice. That that's great to hear, man. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I I would say my new hobby would be procrastinating more and putting it on COVID. <laughs> uh, but uh, to be, I mean, yeah. Uh, to be serious, I, I would say it's uh, just. I mean, it's kind of rare to Keats, but it. I haven't started doing all that, but I, I guess I just try to think more about um, like what can I do better, I guess, from a health standpoint, from a food standpoint, all these kind of things. So um, I try to run more. I try to do a bit more workout. Um, so it's not like one specific thing that I've taken up, but it's just looking after the, the good of yourself yeah. um just trying to do something to make it but i know every day it's not possible but at least one i mean every week you should i'm having some goals to do some things and that's what i've been doing so i think uh that's one thing that has changed after covid i think a lot of people did that so uh, i think a lot of people in the first lockdown in the uk that was the summer. That was the summer of you know, it's the summer of back garden parties, drinking and eating too much. And I think some people lost weight, but a lot of people put it on. Um, and and when you know we had a, another mini lockdown, and now we've had this long one. It's a case of, well, I just didn't want that to happen again. And and having a kick up the backside of someone who's there supporting you doing it. You've got to have support when you do these kind of things. Otherwise, you just yeah. don't. You don't do it. So you've got to do it as a partnership. It's got to be a. Sure. Yeah. Awesome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. How about you, Anton? What did you pick up? So I picked up two things. Um, well, besides the fact that what you guys said, just, it, I mean, I had to had to step back and take a bit of uh, a look at my uh, assess my mental health. I was ner- I was dude, like really. I I'm mean, I'll just be transparent. I was I was I had always been. I I was just in this really like bad space. Um, where, you know, I was nervous about COVID. Um, I have a few health concerns that, you know, like I just knew that if I catch it or if I end up with COVID, it's not going to be, it's not, wasn't going to end well for me. And I was nervous. So I, I had to do a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, a lot of, you know, just checking myself and get out of my head. Um, and starting to do more things that made me, um, you know, productive. Um, and, but then I started to learn things about myself that I did that I, that I think I knew, but I never um, embraced. Um, and in order to change what you got, this world going bad, you got to embrace it first, and then figure out how you gonna fix it. Uh, so yeah, I, so I did that. Um, one thing that helped me with that was the fact of um, um, I bought a, a Oculus Two. A, I'm sorry, a Oculus a Quest Two. Uh, and so I do a lot of VR stuff. VR stuff now. So. 
um, all space. I'm in all space all the time. And I'm meeting all these crazy people um, who are just as they, I mean, people are all over the place. And so it gave me a chance to get outside of my four walls. Um, and cause my four walls is only been my children and my wife. Like we haven't done anything. We haven't gone out to hang out with any friends or anything. So, um, that gives me my, my, uh, my, uh, my, my outlet to the people. And then the second thing that I picked up, um, is I, I the second thing is I, I learned how to, um, embo- I learned how to sew, um, and embroider. So, um, I bought a sewing machine and what I do is just make these little small projects. Um, half of them will never see a uh, light of day uh, outside <laughs> outside of this of my my office in here. Um, but it it was it was learning something new. So now I can I can pretty much sew. Um, and I'm still learning. But you know, w- you know, with 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 me the name of Dapper Apper, um, I have to start <laughs> sewing some dapper things. So uh, so you know, be on the lookout. You might see a a package coming. Uh, oh. with, with with, with, with something. Um, I think I'm going to work. I'll actually, I'll, I'm going to be honest. I'm working on something for you, Vivek. You don't even know about this until now. But I'm working on something for you. So when I call, I'm like, yo, I need your address. I'm going to send it to you. And then you get it and just let me know what you think. And then, Keith, mm-hmm. uh, you next. I got I, I got this this idea. Um, and so it's a, it's a polo. Um, but I need to, uh, I, I want to do a few different things to it. So you will be getting a, a, a package, a package as well. So um, it won't be this month or next month, but it will be before the summer's out. <laughs> so, so, so what you're saying is, is that like you, you're feeling a bit down, um, you're frozen in time for a little bit, and then just like Demolition Man, you uh, you you learn to sew. Because I seem to remember Sylvester Stallone coming out, and all he wanted to do was knit. So what was <laughs> so basically what you're saying in a roundabout kind of a way, Anton, is basically you're, you're sly, yeah. You're yeah, sliced yeah. alone. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. I, I get where you're coming from, man. I'd go down that route too. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Like, that's one of the things that people don't know, right? People don't know. Uh, there, was, there was me and another person in the community who, when we were kids, we were massively into cross stitch and tapestry. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. Uh, Two years of age, cross stitch and tapestry. Wow. Do do? Just one of those things. Damn. The things that you don't know about the people that you think you know. There you go. <laughs> There you go. All right. Uh, Keith, what question do you have for us? Okay. So um, being split up and uh, and having been ejected from my lovely um, setup that I had in my old house with my nice little lamp behind me and all my kind of paraphernalia, my set, as it were, my little mini TV studio that I had going at the, at the old house. Um, I, I've been kind of ejected to a... a, a not even a proper office chair in a, on a kitchen table in a, you know, for the last three and a half months. And um, I must, I, I think the yeah, productivity probably did take a little bit of a dip at the beginning. Um, it's coming back slowly now. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of back up there feeling good about it. Just all of the stand up desk, which I didn't have at the last place. I, you know, going to actually invest in it. Um, and I knew how important my setup was for me. I know some people have still kind of got a, poor setup. I was talking to someone the other day in the community who whose monitor had broken and when they told me what monitor it was, it was like, my goodness, this thing is twelve years old. It's a square, non widescreen, twenty one inch monitor. Like how on earth are they and a project manager, how on earth 
and they're able to manage projects on that and, and, and choose like nice one screen, one laptop, right? Um, one screen, one laptop, that's all I'll go for. I'm like, yeah, but you just have one good screen. Like you spend all day in front of that thing. It's like a bed, you know, like you spend more time in front of that screen than you do in your bed and you spend a thousand dollars on your bed. So you should spend 200 bucks on a decent screen. They're not expensive these days. Um, so yeah, there really is that, that question is how important is your work setup and environment to you now you've worked from home and do you feel that you're, um, you're reluctant to go to the office, go back to an office setup because you've got it, you've got it absolutely how you want it now. Like the, the, yeah. the coffee cup, the coffee <laughs> mat is just at the right distance. You've repositioned it 27 times, but it's just right now. And anyone moves it, they're, they're going to get their hands chopped off. <laughs> That's exactly what happened uh, to me. So yeah, it's uh, it's funny that you uh, mentioned that coffee mug thing because I kept moving it from like, it's like okay, when I'm typing, I want to be able to type it from my left hand and quickly or right. So yeah, exactly that what's been happening around my desk. But so, yeah, it is very important, I guess, for me, um, especially. So initially, I had it in like, we didn't have enough space so we just built like a work from home setup from our bedroom um and it was like i was uh, like after i wake up i was just like waking up and going to my work from home setup and that was the worst <laughs> because it's like i don't have a sense of difference right it was am i at work or am i at home it just felt like i was just daily just doing something very monotonous. But then um, now we have like set up in our additional room that we have and it's just our office now. So um, every morning it's like, like when you go to work, you are opening up the, the door to the workplace and then you're entering that, entering your space, right? Exactly that's what happened. Now I, in the night, I actually do this. <laughs> We are if if the door is open to the office, I mean our office room, I'll close it. I'll every time when the work is done, I close it and I open it in the morning. It gives you a sense of feeling, okay, that's your work. It's not home. And you're going to work and coming out of work. So I, I already have talked about my setup for quite a bit of time. I have two screens and all that kind of stuff. But I think more than that. This is what matters is like you differentiate that space and differentiate that environment and consider it as work and consider the thing outside that environment as your home and have that differentiation. Yeah. You, know, you don't That's, get to decorate yeah. either. You know, you don't get, when you go to the office, you don't get to decorate the office. You're putting up with whatever decor someone's said is right. You know, you get the, yeah. yeah, you definitely need to shut that door. That's the, if you get a lock on it, even better, I think. <laughs> right. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think. How about you, Anton? I think on my side is uh. So yeah, I definitely under, I definitely say you've got to have a a different space. Um. So, um. So my this is this is my space, right? And um. And so I went in. I added some bookshelves and some things. Um. And. I, I think, you know, it's kind of what Keith just said. It's like when you, you're in an office, um, you kind of decorate with what they give you. Like, you know, there's the there's the plants that they say you can have. But um, we all have small pictures and different things that keep us, you know, that keep us motivated. 
um, in, in our workspaces. Um, for me, a big thing is, um, so I, one thing I did for, for COVID, I built, I built myself a new machine, a new laptop, I'm sorry, a new desktop. Um, and so to have, you know, this custom lights and the different things that I don't, I never had before, uh, makes a difference. Um, for me, um, uh, music saw, it, it, it calms me, right? So for me, it's like in the morning, you know, trying to get a different, uh, a different playlist going, um, that keeps my, my, keeps my day moving around. Um, uh, if I don't, if, if I don't leave out of my office, for instance, go downstairs to work in front of the TV for me, cause I need, I need a break from the, the office. Um, I'll change the playlist, um, and change throughout the day. So that way I can kind of keep things kind of, you know, broken up. And I know, I, I, I know my weakness, my weakness is that Anton is very, uh, I'm very tenacious, uh, and I will hold on to this project until I'm finished, but that's not healthy because I need to, I need to stop at five o'clock. If not, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to work, try to work all night long because I got nothing else to do besides play on my, you know, so, um, so yeah, so I have to, I have to get, it, it, it paces my day so I can move around. Um, I think that, uh, having uh, my dual, I, I got so I couldn't afford the like the big 49 inch wraparound um, uh, jumbotron. Uh, so I purchased. Uh, I, I I went to Costco and got I, I got two uh, two 30 I think 32 or 34 inch screens, whatever. So that way I can have you no know, dual screens and I can switch. I can maneuver things and I put an arm on it so that now if I want to have my monitor, you know, uh, landscape or or portrait, I can change it. It changes my day. And one thing I haven't done yet, um, and which I think I need to do to make my my work from home space uh, more um, more more anti, is I need to put more pictures up of my friends. Like I I, I have no pitch. I I I have this one picture. I have this one picture on my wall. Uh, and I look. It's, it's on it's on this. It's on my on my left side. And um. And I see it when I walk in. I see it when I walk out. It's the first picture of Keith, myself, and Brian Day. It's on my wall. And then on my and then on the, on the other side, I got a picture of uh, of, of, of Rebecca and I at um, our first uh, uh, our first uh, MVP summit. Um, and he caught so it was something called stealthies. And uh, he got like this perfect selfie of me and he, he, he and I in the, in the, in the, in, the, in his frame. Um, and that's all I have, but I need to put more of my community and more of my friends up. Um, it, it, you know, I, I miss, I miss, I miss, no, I miss everybody so much. Um, and just to have those photos up, which I think will also help with, with my, with my mood. So that's the next thing I need to do is put some photos up and, and uh, make this more of a dapper rapper space. Nice, nice. My solution was um, so like, you know, trying to trying to get back to where I was, but I had to get as productive as I was when I was in my super comfy layer, you know. Um, and I found what I needed to do that was calendars, right? It was Outlook. Just needed Outlook, man. Needed three calendars. Needed one for me, one for work, like actual. I am going to do this work here, 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 one for meetings. Um, so I've got, my, I've got a color scheme going. I've got um, conditions. 
I got some conditional formatting. I found you could do conditional formatting in calendars. I didn't know you could do that. Found that. So I have this technique. So I put private appointment, and uh, that's lunch. Uh, you know, private appointment, lunch, private appointment, pick the kids up, private appointment, dinner. Make sure that I'm putting those breaks in regular occurrence. I can move them around. Like, don't get me wrong, I can juggle stuff and move stuff around and all the rest of it. And I, I proactively share that, I open that up to everyone and say, hey, here's my calendar. Like, and if you see private appointment, that kind of thing, when you see people see private appointment, they're like, oh, I can't touch that because I wouldn't touch that for me. So I'm not going to touch that for him. There's a bit of respect there, you know. Um, but yeah, just kind of get much, 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 much better um, time management. Something that, uh, that the, the, the guy, Colin, uh, uh, content Colin Bain taught me was much, much, much better time management when it comes to, especially consulting and being on multiple jobs and not having the luxury of being an employee um, where, where, where work is a bit more stochastic. It's a bit more, can you fit this in? Can you not? Like, there's no kind of formal plan. But uh, with Agile, with sprints, with stand-ups and all that kind of stuff, there's a much more structure to it. Um, and it's really helped me get way, way, way more productive than I think I was, um, even when I had my layer, when I was super comfortable and confident in what I was doing. You know, take that out. A little bit of comfort, you know, it's a little bit kind of like um, going back to basics, and actually figuring out what's what's really necessary. And what I definitely found was that one thing I was doing in both situations was the wireless headset. And um, I would love, you know, now kind of long, like I, and I, I took a tip from Matt Collins-Jones and he said, like, you know, because you're working from home, the company's buying a piece of your property, right? They're physically renting a piece of your space. And there's, but there's stuff that happens in that space that you can't get away from, right? It's like you, you haven't got the luxury of walking to the sandwich shop at the bottom of the building and buying lunch and bringing it. You've got to make it before you go in or you've got to make lunch, you know? And well, actually you need it. And there's no, there's no coffee machine. There's, no, um, there's nobody walking past your desk for a quick chat. So the company's already getting more productivity out of you, right? They're already getting more productivity out of you, but they're not. You're not being more productive. You're just working longer, you know, and and that and that diminishes your productivity over time. So I find myself like finding specific bits of the day if there's um if there's things that I can kind of do whilst I'm doing something like through work or listening to a call or. If I'm sitting there and I'm just playing an active listening role, um, there's nothing to stop me walking whilst I've got my headset on. And I, I, I found as well, I'll, I'll quite often join teams on a phone or a tablet and I'll walk loops of the living room just round and round. I'm, I swear, like, the carpet's going to wear out. It'll be like the great escape of just, you know, this big square on the carpet when COVID's finished where I've been walking round and round. But, yeah, I find that to be... Um, and I'll fiddle, I'll fiddle when I'm on a meeting. I understand there and like make all the the books are perfectly like aligned and just meeting things up. And you're listening, but you're kind of doing and it's it's helping you focus on what that person's saying rather than just kind of sitting there looking at a screen, looking at yourself in the screen, going, Oh, do I look good or whatever, or like, you know, teams and being distracted by your computer. I find I actually get more more out of a meeting if I'm walking around with a notepad away from the temptation of the keyboard to, oh, there's an email just come in. Oh, there's this thing come in. Uh, you know, all that kind of, like, I'm there in a meeting and I, uh, I'm going to pay attention and uh, uh, I'm good. But I notice a lot of people doing, you notice the meetings are getting shorter. They're now no longer half an hour. A lot of people sh schedule 20 minutes and, and 45 minute meetings rather than a half an hour and an hour. 
I think that's a lot better. I think that's a lot better. Focus time in the meeting, five minutes clean up afterwards or 10 minutes clean yeah. up afterwards. Like, don't answer those emails in this meeting. You pay attention. You answer those emails in the 10 minutes after. Yeah. yeah. been reading a great book on managing remote teams. It's awesome. It's called Managing from Anywhere. It's really good. Cool. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's, there's some really good tips over there and uh, the, the calendar stuff. And yeah, it's definitely helps to keep you organized. And uh, like more than organized, I think it's more just like having it there, right? It, having it there makes you feel like, yeah. Even if you don't do it, end up doing it, you know that you miss doing it. Uh, yep. So yeah, good, good stuff. Um, so we covered the three power platform questions, three not so power platform questions. One last question, it, it's not that big. It's kind of related to the work from home setup. So what webcam do you use? Oh. Just, yeah. So I use the C920, Logitech, up with you, Anton. Yo, I got the, uh, um, I got the Brio. Brio, nice. That's full k Yeah, that that thing is it's a it's a beast. I love it. Um, and so what I was doing at first, I was I did the comparison between the two. Um, I got this other one here from, I don't know what this is called. But here it is. Uh, yeah. I had this one. Is that a razor? Is it? Yeah, this one. Yeah, razor. Razor somebody, uh, I, I, the Kia, Kia, uh, Kia, I think, or whatever. Anyway, it it didn't do well, but this thing here, oh my God, this is a beast. Like I tell anybody, if I was to suggest, get one if you can find it, because they they they're hard yeah. to find. So. How about you, Keith? Uh, same as you. Um, I got I got mine uh, gifted gifted to me. Someone wasn't using it anymore, and I just took that one. Um, if I had a choice, however. Um, if and if I if I kind of had the budget, I would definitely definitely go for one of these kind of mid-range digital cameras with the lens on it. I think that there's uh, a there's an old there's an old adage with photographers, which is the bigger the bit of glass, like the bigger the hole, the more light you're letting in. Um, and I think these tiny little pinprick cameras, great though. Like Levesque would tell you, um, use your phone camera because the phone cameras are sensational. Like, good, yeah. you, if you can turn that into webcam. And I did have some software that was um, webcam over phone, but I found that like my phone was yeah, just sitting there getting hot all day long and uh, wasn't yeah. quite. I've had DSLR for some time, uh, but the Canon software for my DSLR wasn't that great. It was like creating these black, it was, the resolution was not translating well. Mm. So, but yeah, it's. Uh, so that's a good one, though. I mean, it, the quality that you get with the digital camera or the DSLR, it's like crazy good. Yeah, and you could go, you can take it and go and take photographs of the family. So Anton's, yeah. point, you want to go and you want to go and do your photograph photography, or yeah. you want to do a vlog. You know, it's that one. You know, you just spent one hundred and fifty dollars on a webcam, right? And and like you could take that one hundred and fifty dollars, invest it in a DigiSnap that yeah. does your vlogging does your does your social media does your everything but yeah i think it's um again man it's like the disco lights it's like if this thing continues right how much more home technology do we do like the wireless headsets are great range in the office but when you get through a couple of brick walls they're no good right like i can't use this one in the back garden at my old house i can walk out to the back garden and i could sit in the back garden and take a call it's glorious okay. in the summer you know sit there with a notepad and just 
outside in the su- in the sun. But it, it, yeah. this one I can't, you know. And, um, yeah. See that whole grounding thing, standing on the grass with bare feet in the morning for ten minutes. It's like isn't sensational. And they're doing that in the meetings. It's like you had to just stand there and take notes and concentrate on what people are saying to you, rather than yeah. uh, oh the bloody you, you know another notification that someone's messaged you in Teams. It's like no, I actually. <laughs> You wouldn't do that yeah. in real life if we were in if we were sitting in a meeting room right. and you were eye to eye with someone and you just started kind of typing and ignoring them. That would be incredibly rude. Yeah, do that. So, but anyway, yeah, I think I think there's um, I wonder what will happen with home, work from home technology. I wonder how much. And you could see Samsung, by the way. Did you notice the new monitor that came out the other night? It's um, a do it all TV. So it's designed to be a monitor and a television and a gaming rig. Like it's designed to be all three because they know people are now sitting. And I yeah. think that's the first salvo of like this 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 panel that sits in front mm-hmm. of you all day long is where you spend all of your time. So it's like your bed. You know, yeah. you invest in it. You invest in that. You know, you invest in those things that you spend all your time. Cool. Yeah. All right. So thanks again, guys, for joining the podcast today. I appreciate uh-huh. you coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can keep going on, right? Before I started this recording, I was telling these guys that I, I don't want to do this recording. Let's just talk. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's always fun to hang out with you guys. And uh, by the way, if you need to follow the content from these two amazing people, uh, make sure to follow them on Twitter. And uh, Anton and Keith, any other places where people can follow you? Uh, uh, go on, Anton, you go first, man. Oh, go ahead, you got it, you got it. Um, so yeah, you can you can find me at Power App Store on on YouTube, and I promise um, I'm getting it in the neck about not having enough content up there from from uh, somebody I, I care very much about. So I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be putting some more um, more content out very soon. Um, and on Twitter, you'll just find me under the, under the tag of uh, Keith Watling. Cool. How about um, you, Anton? So I do most of my damage in Twitter. Um, so you can find me there. Um, I will, I think uh, this year, um, I will start to use LinkedIn more. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm there, I'm Anton Robbins. I need to, so I'll be doing that. And as Keith said, I think I need to make I need, content is going to be content is going to be key this year. Um, it's content, content, content. So um, uh, I have a I have a I do have a YouTube channel, but I just haven't used it much. So I need to go <laughs> ahead and add more content there. So uh, so yeah, so you you can find me there also, Anton Robbins. Uh, it is the uh, Power Apps Cafe, um, and uh, we'll pretty soon we'll have some tasty things up there so people can uh, listen to. Thanks. All right. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on anchor.fm slash rapid power. And uh, thanks again for listening to us today. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you, man.